The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Appreciate it. It is uh, March 13th. Remind you again, this Friday morning, they'll have the buffet up and going. We're going to have free donuts and coffee at Darcy's from 6, I think, until about 7.30, 8 o'clock. Then the buffet breakfast will go from 8 till 10.30, broadcasting live there from 6 to 9. The bagpipers are going to come in and serenade you, and it's a fun time at Darcy's. We hope to see you there on Friday morning. Ashton Beasley is with us. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Might want to move that microphone just, just a little bit. Got me. Perfect. Good. Perfect. So what is your role at the bank? I am a communications officer here, so I help oversee um, different things with our events and working in the marketing department. We've talked with you in the past, mm-hmm. St. Elmo yes. High School, mm-hmm. down in the shadow of Altamont in Eppingham, where yep. St. Elmo is located. And then how did you end up in Springfield, Illinois? Um, I came here to work in the athletic department out at UIS, so I was there for five and a half years and been here at the bank for a year and three months what did you do out at you what did that job entail when you were at uis similar position so with marketing events and communications so do you i mean part of the athletics part of your background and so on do you follow the ncaa tournament i do it's been a little bit busy of a year this year so i haven't followed as closely and illinois was kind of up and down so Let's remind everybody how they can enter this contest to win $100,000. Yeah, so if you go to our website, bankwithbos.com, whenever you get to the homepage, there will be information there. You'll click, and it will take you to our website, Run Your Pool, where you will be able to add an account if you don't have one already um, and start to generate your picks. Have you looked at the brackets at all? A little bit, yeah. Who do you like, and who are you surprised? And uh, give me, give me, Give me a sleeper team, if you will. We've already heard... Mr. Murphy, give me five sleeper teams. So I also had Charleston. Whenever you were talking about them, I did have them. Does winning know where, is, it, is that in Charleston, South Carolina? I presume College of Charleston, yes. Charleston, South Carolina, in the shadow of Kiowa Island. Hmm. That's what Jim Drew told me. He's got a place there. Uh, so you like college. I, I honestly I don't know much about I them. So just going through and identifying, they were the one that I had coming out just for the the first round. But. Yes. Yeah. Who they they have uh, San Diego State. Mm-hmm. I'm not big on the West Coast teams. They've got to convince me. I, I know they're not in the pack, you know, but I'm not big West Coast fan. All right, who else? What do you think of the Illini's first game? I think they're good. I think that they're going to win the first, but then I think, think they're, they're going to lose Arkansas. to Kansas. I do. I think that they've had a good last like five to eight eight games, good matchups, and they've lost some, you know, by less than five points, and then had a couple wins in there, Northwestern and. Should have beat Penn State, but I, I think they'll be fine. Okay, we've got a number. Oh, we've got Kansas in number one. Kansas in, is certainly in number one. Um, which one of the number ones are you not that comfortable with? I think Houston's the number one, are they not? And uh, and Purdue. Yeah, well, Purdue. Well, I have Purdue losing after out? the second round. Yeah. Really? I have Alabama going all the way in Kansas. I have Houston losing to Texas. Now, again, we've got. Mike Krzyzewski Jr. sitting in with us, Ryan Murphy. Uh, what is what is the? I mean, do you in, impress with Duke at all? I just Duke, North Carolina, like just never been fans. Really, of those teams. Yeah, he did pick North Carolina State though as a sleeper, and he follows this pretty close. Yeah, I think NC State will do. He's well. got a shot. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So the Illini, you have them beating Arkansas. I do. All right. Any other surprises? Missouri, do you pay any attention to Missouri? Um, Yeah, but I don't have them going out. I actually have Oral Roberts beating Duke, and the reason why is do you remember Paul Cabas? Does that name ring a bell to you? Yeah, but I'm looking at Murphy when you said that. <laughs> I really wasn't concentrating on what you were saying, Ashlyn. When you said Sorry. Oral Roberts is going to defeat Duke. That's why I have it, yeah. Yeah. Bring me Mr. Cabas's story. So Paul works over there in the athletic department at Oral Roberts, so I have to. He's my previous pre- predecessor when I first moved to Springfield. So. He was at UIS? He was, yeah. And he went from there to Oral Roberts? No, he went oh, there to Law Tech, and then from Law Tech to Oral Roberts. Do you stay in touch with him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bloomington guy, right? Yeah. Is that yeah. right? Went to ISU, or no, Illinois Wesleyan. Yeah, he played baseball at Illinois Wesleyan, and D3 champs. And, and, and what's his title now? At uh, I think he's associate athletic director at Oral Roberts. At Oral Roberts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are so you sorry. Wor- <laughs> Mr. Murphy, are you worried about Oral Roberts at all? Yeah, very much so. Are you really? Mm-hmm. I hate that. F- I mean, it's 5-12, right? That's why I hated where they got seated. But Oral Roberts definitely is. I'm more scared about that game than the rest of the path for them. Sometimes we forget, and I, I know we have been down this road for four or five years. And but we don't always touch on it. Maybe we get a new one of our eight listeners or new ones, and so <laughs> they're going to say, "What's Ryan Murphy's affinity with Duke?" And it's an interesting story. Tell me about it. Yeah. So after I got my uh, master's degree at West Virginia, I went to work for their athletic department for Dukes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you were at West Virginia undergrad, and how did you just apply for the job at Duke? Uh, the guys that I work at masters at. West Virginia. The guys that I work for at West Virginia and their their athletic fundraising arm had connections to the guys at Duke, and uh, they got me over there. And so my office was actually in Cameron Indoor Stadium. I got it to take, was yeah. I got to take my oldest brother. I realized this year that I had never taken my oldest brother there, and he's a big Notre Dame fan. So we went to the Notre Dame game this year, and yeah, now all the offices are moved out of Cameron. It's been renovated and things like that, but. Yeah, my office was actually in the bowels in the in the hallway. So what did you, I mean, how many years were you at Duke? I was a little over three years. Were you strictly assigned to the basketball program? Actually, when I left, I was the head fundraiser for the women's basketball program. But, uh, no, our office controlled all the tickets and parking for all the home athletic events. So for a home basketball game at Cameron... I was the guy in the parking lot telling you where to go park. No, yeah. I know better than that. <laughs> Were you assigned some VIPs to make sure yep. everything is okay? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they had very limited. They don't. I mean, Cameron sold. They don't have suites and, and right. boxes. But yeah, they had some certain areas that we were did. Uh, I told my brother my famous Dick Vitale story. That was the f- best one I had. We had a special bathroom that all the fans knew about. That was the athletic director's bathroom, and uh, Dick. When you go and do games at Cameron, you're all the way up in the bird's nest, all the way at the top. So to get them down on a TV break, use the restroom and get back up, I mean, it's it's a hike. And he came down in a panic, and I was coming out of my office, and there, his producer was with him, and he's like, he's got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, follow me. So I went in there and uh, busted into the front of the line. I go, sorry, guys, Dickie b has got to pee. So uh, he got in there. And- <laughs> He got him back up to the bird's nest. I mean, that was there's always celebrities coming in and out, but that was the one time. And he's like, he came out of the bathroom and honest to God said, "That was awesome, baby. Thanks." And then headed back up. So, did you put that on your resume, Murph? No, I yeah. 
I would. Yeah. Get out of the rain. <laughs> Bathroom concierge. Bathroom yeah. scored. That was the <laughs> highlight of my career. Did, you ever, right did you ever get to talk or with Krzyzewski at all? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, he had a pretty good nucleus of people that protected him. because the, And that's not a bad thing. The, the guy's extremely generous, and he just doesn't ever say no. So they had to insulate him to protect him because he was trying to do too many things all the time. So uh, in the 2010 championship when we were in Indianapolis, I was there, uh, and I got this my wife and I got invited to the team reception afterwards when they had won it. And so we got to see them a little bit and, you know, everybody's there. And uh, we actually got to say goodnight to them as he and Mickey were going up in the elevator because they were trying to go to the, they were trying to get up. It was like two o'clock in the morning and there's a bunch of people waiting for the elevator. And I wasn't even working there anymore. And I just said, Hey guys, let's, let's let coach go up. And so he went in there and he actually said, Hey, thanks Murph. And I was like, Wow. Turned around, and I'm like, I didn't even remember he knew my name, you know, because we had very little interaction. Okay, so. final, final on this subject. But you will admit, you didn't undergrad there, that the reputation of Duke has, their fans, of being very obnoxious is, is well-deserved. <laughs> Passionate. Passionate's the word you're going to use. Yes. All right. You can ask my wife that and my kids while I'm screaming at the TV every time I'm watching the game. So, yes. Very good. Okay, bring me up to date, uh, Justin Canadler. Who are you going to go with? Who's your final four? Who's your your uh, secret team to get there? We've already heard uh, he likes North Carolina State, he being Merp. How about you? Who are you going to go with? Well, I think the East is very tough, but I, I'm going to I'm going to go with Bama. We've got some we've got some family connections to Bama back in the day, so I'll, I'll jump on the Bama bandwagon. Houston's pretty beat up, so I'll take them getting beat. Not in the first round, but um, I will probably go with somebody like a Texas or even an Auburn in uh, the Midwest. Um, I cannot root for Kansas, so I will probably jump on Gonzaga or somebody in that that uh, West there. And then the East, I think, is the, is the toughest, and I think I'll sleep with uh, Memphis. Uh, who's Memphis. your what Big Ten team goes deepest into the tournament? No, great question. I, I like most of the Big Ten teams here in the first round. Um, I don't like Iowa in the first round there. I think Auburn will, will, will take them down. I'll, I'll take Illinois beating Arkansas. I think they'll show up for a change. Um, don't think they can beat Kansas? You know what? I think they can beat Kansas. I think they can beat anybody if they play a full, you know, 40 minutes of basketball, you know, and don't stay away from those big runs. I think officiating is going to have a big play in some of these games that like we were talking about off air. But, um, you know, Michigan State, um, you know, the question was who's going to go the furthest. I think Purdue will probably go the furthest of the Big Ten teams. I, I agree with you. And I'm not a big Purdue fan, but they're probably going to get it done. The big kid is is a force inside. He really absolutely is. Greg Morantz, hand him the microphone. Who you taking? What, what's, what's the word on the street as far as you're concerned? Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not positive who I'm taking yet in the Final Four, but, you know, looking in the Midwest region, I, I do like IU for the Big Ten going a little bit further. They have Trace Jackson Davis, one of the, you know, best individual players in the country. I think when you have a player like that, he can carry you a long way. Um, so I could see IU making it to Sweet 16, uh, maybe even the Elite Eight. Um, you know, moving on down to the West, I really like actually coming out of there either UConn or Gonzaga. Um, rather than Kansas, who's the one in UCLA, that's the two. Gonzaga as a three seed almost seems unusual. UCLA's beat up, aren't they, a little bit? UCLA's got a couple injuries. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I like Gonzaga or maybe UConn coming out of there, and, and I've seen some pundits saying that UConn might be able to go in a little bit. There's my music. Well. Real quick, Murph, Big Ten team, go the first in the tournament. I have Indiana, too. Indiana? I Indiana. Everybody loves the Hoosiers, man. 
Uh, Greg Holmlife is going to visit uh, with Bill Peterman for yep. 839. My name is Sam. Thanks. Always a lot of fun here on Bracketology Monday at the Bank Street. Well, don't forget, you can enter real quick. Go to bankwithbos.com, and the deadline is 10 a.m. Thursday. Love you, Mom and Dad. Love you, Tom. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.